0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name's Adam and joining me is always my co-host Craig. And you're listening to Guilty Pleasure Cinema. Adam and Craig's
1: Guilty Pleasure. Adam and Craig's Guilty Pleasure. Adam and Craig's Guilty Pleasure Cinema.
0: All right, Universal Soldier, 1992. An elite team of soldiers has been used against terrorists where they use astounding physical capabilities to overcome them. Victoria, a reporter, follows them and discovers part of their secret. When one of the team kills a cameraman, she tries to escape. Luke, one of the soldiers, begins to have flashbacks and turns size and helps her as the remainder of the team follows to protect their secrets. Director Roland Emmerich, uh, where do you know that name from?
1: uh independence day and
0: godzilla
1: 1997 and did he oh my bad. sorry did he do day after tomorrow or 2012 uh
0: yeah he did day after tomorrow yeah Uh, um did he do both he might have done both i know i know he definitely did godzilla independence day he also did a banger which is a little known movie called Stargate.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, Stargate is class. And he did do 2012. He is obsessed with the end of the world. You know I've not seen Universal Soldier, right?
0: Wow, Craig, this is like fucking absolute gem, mate. Uh, This is, I think, up there with one of Jean-Claude Van Damme's best movies. Uh, So, Have you seen many Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, mate? I was
1: literally about to say, no. What? I have seen, and this is going to be interesting... um, you and I watched Bloodsport together.
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I've seen The Expendables 2. Yeah. Oh, Hard Target. And um, the Coors Light
0: adverts. Mate, so you've never seen Timecop either? No, I've never seen Timecop. Oh, God. Craig, Craig. Let me well. guess,
1: Jean-Claude travels back in time for some reason. Yeah. Also, and his best friend sweet... is a talking pie. Mate,
0: he's got the <laughs> sweetest mullet as well.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean... <sighs> All right, whatever. Oh, he's in an episode of Friends. Literally, this I'm, I'm bottom of the barrel, scraping up what I know about Jean Claude Van Damme here.
0: Okay, then. So, well, we've kind of discussed a fair bit there. Then on uh, who's definitely first building in Ascent. Um it. If you've not seen this movie before, uh, it stars uh, also Dolph Lundgren. Um, so obviously Dolph Lundgren, best known for things like uh, Ivan Drago in uh, Rocky Four, uh, He Man as well. He was actually the OG Punisher as well. Yes, uh, yeah,
1: he was. Not a great movie, but you know what? At the same no, definitely time, definitely not. <laughs> good fun if you had a few drinks. Um, how's he hiding that accent?
0: Oh, it wait! Doesn't. Fuck
1: off. Does Jean Claude <laughs> Van Damme play an American too?
0: Yeah, it does get into that a little bit actually. Okay. They, they, they do answer these questions. All right. Um, with this, uh, it's also got uh, Ali Walker who's kind of like the semi love interest uh, who plays Veronica Roberts. Uh, she's essentially the reporter. Uh, right. Then you also have uh, Ralph Molia, um, so do you know that name? No. Uh, he's the big fuck-off dude in Gladiator.
1: Oh, the, the other slave, right. Yeah, yeah, got yeah.
0: yeah. It. Uh, so then you've got uh, Edo Ross, who plays uh, Colonel Perry. Uh, you probably know him more as Mendez and lethal Weapon. Mendoza!
1: Uh, no. Mendoza! <laughs> yeah, not Mendoza, in...
0: Mendez. <laughs> oh,
1: Mendez... <laughs> Okay. Oh, Mendes, the, 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 um, the guy that Gary Busey burns himself with a lighter in front of.
0: I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's, Men-
1: that's Mendes from The Weapon. I've seen that film a lot. Uh,
0: and probably the the most other notable person in this is uh, Tom Lister Jr. Uh, so oh,
1: probably... um, uh, Tommy Tony Lister, the guy that uh, throws the detonator out of the boat in The Dark Knight
0: yeah that's the one uh he's also, also the president, the president, president the fifth in fifth element that's the nice. one yep um, he's great yeah. yeah he's awesome uh he doesn't really get too much of a role in this so he's kind of like a, almost like a bit of a background extra budget for this was 23 million dollars but bear in mind this was made by carol co pictures okay okay so i have might...
1: no recollection of what they are i just feel like they wanted to be Corman pictures which god damn it more people should be Corman pictures
0: <laughs> fair enough uh should we jump on to uh chair force one
1: chair force one let's do it it is movie talk time that was a film um oh. <laughs> I've seen it. I guess I've seen it now.
0: Yeah, I've, I think there's a lot going on in this movie as well. I think it's because uh, there's quite a lot of almost like different scenes and different plot points happening all at once. There were I mean.
1: a lot of set pieces in this film. Yeah. um tw- How much did you say it was? Twenty. Hour forty-two. No, no, no. Budget, budget, budget. Uh, Twenty.
0: Oh, uh, twenty-three mil.
1: Twenty-three mil. Okay, yeah. so based on the fact that. Emmerich's career didn't die. It had to make money. So I'm going to say 85 million. Box uh, office.
0: Not too far off. 93. Mate, All back. right. Cool. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so I t- like t- t- the t- fact t-
1: that. that I'm always like 10% out. <laughs>
0: uh, right, Okay. So opening scene. Uh, yeah. Fucking brutal opening scene, mate. Uh, so. Oh, my God. Through, right. Going through the this, jungle.
1: That This opening scene caught me off guard. Oh, I okay. kind of didn't expect it. And by which I mean, wowzers! I did not expect Dolph Lundgren to make an ear necklace. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. Good
0: yeah, it's pretty good uh, sort of visual horror that I think just to kind of show how absolute batshit he's gone. Uh, yeah. So...
1: so this is this is the interesting thing, and obviously, like we're gonna go through it, we're gonna talk mm. about this, and we're gonna talk about that, but <sighs> I kind of felt bad for Dolph Lundgren in this. How? He seemed just really
0: confused.
1: He so seemed like... The guy that fucking
0: know... cuts off people's ears and wears... A, I'm a not saying is, he's a is... good
1: person. I'm saying I felt You can just see where he's coming the from. Guy, no, <laughs> the guy... You no. Know, kind of, you can simplify. Guy...
0: You can relate with this guy, yeah? Mm. To,
1: if he was just there slaughtering... And I know that he fucking grenades that woman and stabs that dude or whatever. But if he was there just slaughtering Vietnamese villagers, if it was something out of like uh, a platoon... Yeah, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, Tom Berenger, you motherfucker. But <laughs> it's not, he's turning on his own, and it was like, all right. He's all he's right. completely disengaged from the world.
0: Fair, okay. So obviously then uh, Dolph and Van Damme have their conflict. <laughs> yeah. both end up uh, gunning each other down. Well, and... Van
1: Damme guns uh, London down after bayonetting him in the gut. Oh man, did that look painful
0: and then we find that there's um there's now a cover-up a code zebra is called whatever that means uh so there's 10 of them that are being then packed in ice um and one of the things i really love about this opening um is when they zip them up and then you get the name credit i think that's such a fucking cool way of doing it it's like yeah Right, like van damme dead Dolph lundgren dead you know, mm. I, um, but then cuts to modern day uh, Nevada desert, where there has been a, a threat of terrorists. So yeah, they, these
1: were real, like, we don't want to offend any particular culture terrorists, <laughs> which I thought was good for 1992. So, yeah, we've got this terrorist incident happening, a hostage mm-hmm. situation on a dam, of yep. all places. Literally the worst place to have hostages. Why is that? Because you can't escape. What are you, James Bond in GoldenEye? You are trapped. Uh, yeah, that's the say, I don't even know really You've limited your was escape there... route left to left and right. You've not even a full circumference of runaway ability. I'm You're pretty fucked.
0: sure uh, that the terrorist demand is to release, uh, like, prisoners or political prisoners. Kind of like the old... Uh... Oh, Air
1: Force One, Free... Uh, whatever, yeah. the Okay, yeah. or Die Hard, the, the lie in Die Hard
0: that's the one so with this uh you have uh the cool ice truck uh rocking up and outstepping uh is the colonel played by edo ross then you see uh like the soldiers lining up and then shock it's van damme and dolph lundgren how are they here
1: and tommy tony lister who didn't get a fucking line in the film
0: Uh, do you know who else didn't get a line in that michael j white he's one of the other soldiers is he right okay you barely see him um and they've all got these really cool eyepieces as well so Uh, um, you
1: better believe this was a fucking halloween costume in 1993
0: it's kind of like inspired by the borg i was gonna say the borg nice cool yeah uh they're cool i like they are very cool villains and so they then go off and start uh, kicking ass and rappelling down the the dam,
1: swimming a mile and a half in four minutes. Oh they get yeah, dropped, shit! Like, that... Further down the river,
0: when they were like, "Oh, the how far? You can... We've only got thirty minutes left, or something like that." And it's like, "Damn, these guys can obviously Van, just swim."
1: Damn, sorry. Oh, for uh... fuck's sake! It starts on a dam. This movie. <laughs>
0: I was, as I was looking into some of this as well, I was like, oh, I wonder how, how if they had to repel. Apparently, when they were repelling, they're using the Australian method of fast roping. This method involves running face down a uh, sheer surface.
1: I got to say, having the repelling scenes, very obviously there were people repelling. And yeah. having them actually jump out of the helicopters into the water, I was like, fucking okay, cool. this looks fucking amazing in a modern day movie you'd have like a close-up of a hemsworth brother and a green screen behind it yeah nothing against the hemsworths love them but you'd have that close-up so you didn't have to injure your actor this it was like fucking get the stunt team in we're gonna do this shit it's why goldeneye stands the test of time someone jumped off that fucking dam
0: yeah, yeah. this
1: they rappel down it. it is cool
0: yeah, practicals and stunts will always, always you know, just out outweigh out out CGI. So with this, obviously, uh, Van Dan's starting to have some flashbacks now. Uh, so they've cleared house; all the terrorists are dead. They um, are
1: uh, at the same time as all this. Right, here's the thing: um, there's a news team up on top.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes.
1: And this is uh, Victoria. She's there. She's driving in, and her. Producer and cameraman are there going, where is she? Where is she? Mm. Where the hell is she? She arrives like two seconds before airtime, yeah, tosses her cigarette now. at the last second, gives a solid report, right? Then gets fired. And it's like... Yeah,
0: that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> but she was on time. And she nailed it as well. That's One
1: take. She is the best reporter you've clearly got. That's um, probably
0: why like Bill O'Reilly still gets employed, isn't it? It's exactly. Like, Fuck it, exactly.
1: we'll do it live. <laughs> exactly. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're gonna go old school. It also made me laugh that there's this what super secret, like probably the president know about doesn't know about it.
0: Yeah. Top it's all black secret ops.
1: fucking black ops team that they're allowing to go in on a mission literally with hundreds of film crew around. Yeah. yeah. Literally it, but... all the cameras in the world. If you want a conspiracy theory, that's what you do. You go right by the news teams.
0: But it kind of reminds me of when the the SAS kicked in that Iranian embassy, you know what I mean? It's like, you're not... Sure. You know and, what I mean?
1: But the thing is, if the SAS were genetically enhanced modified super soldiers, the well, army well, would, probably <laughs> keep the, would probably keep the uh, press teams a bit further away. It was 1992, uh, the lenses weren't that good.
0: Yeah, mate. <laughs> Dam's been cleared now, so Van Dam has now is. started to uh, come in and... He's starting to have his flashback. So the the young couple that trigger that uh, that flashback, um, you know, when he starts reminiscing, it's actually yeah. the same actors from the scene in Vietnam. <laughs> For fuck's sake. All right. Yeah. So I would be fucking tripping balls as well if I was him. So uh, reports all swarm uh, the colonel, and he's obviously talking about this is like the third time unisols have been used. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting when I was doing a little bit of research on this. Um, in terms of the uh or the script and a bit of the rewrite of it, so it was actually meant to be a bit more of a darker depiction of the US military than what ended up on screen. In the screenplay, the colonel in charge of the Unisol project, uh like later on obviously in the film, uh Dolph Lundgren's character, uh he asks him to ruthlessly kill off any civilian witnesses in pursuit of Jean Claude Van Damme's character. Yeah. So um At this point, though, the colonel also informs the head scientists that the terrorists in the dam were not actually terrorists at all, but they were mercenaries hired by the army to provide fake uh, justification for the universal soldier programme. So it's a bit of a false flag. That's
1: way better.
0: Yeah, that would be... I I don't get why they didn't keep that bit in. I thought that would be quite cool.
1: so much better than what it is, which is... Um, generic terrorists
0: so really in the finished film uh, the colonel and his men are really kind of come across as a little bit more like heroic figures and they have like a real valid reason to obviously want their multi-million dollar Unisole back uh, so where I like also, how you've
1: slipped into calling it a unisol
0: well that's what they call them eh? no a no unisol. no but yeah
1: but like for the listener who's not seen the film a universal soldier a unisol and, and when they do it in the film I heard it a few times and I was like oh that's just jargon I think the third time, I was like, oh, they're talking about Universal Soldiers. <laughs> Very uh, so, clever.
0: Yeah, so with this, uh, then they start like whip all the uh, guys back in the fridge on the truck. Uh, cause yeah, because one of the cool dudes down. gets
1: fucking murked. <laughs> and they put oh, him yeah. in a freezer chest.
0: Well, they did. Uh, one of the funniest things I thought was really fun, um, like the scientists, when they're getting all the guys back in their chairs, and he's like, oh, why did the guy freak out? And he says, well... He didn't even break a sweat. I was like, "Wait a second! If you saw them when they were repelling down, they're fucking yeah. sweating bullets, <laughs> they mate." Are like parched. Yeah, they they're dripping with sweat.
1: <laughs> so this is this is one of the things about the um, the Unisols. They overheat. That's why when they malfunction, mm-hmm. they need to be put on ice when they're being transported. They go in the fucking freezer truck that c- continually forgets its own dimensions. Um, <laughs>
0: And then, also they, they do a bit of a memory wipe as well with the injections into the back of their neck.
1: I've got a question about that in just a second, but, like... Oh, go on then. No, but, but uh, they also have these watches that, if it's green, go ahead, baby, be a unisol. If it's orange, it's like, hey, cool it down a notch. If it's red, <laughs> they just shut down.
0: Well, yeah, they kind of, like, faint and collapse or some shit, so... yeah. Uh, they do try and explain the fucking science behind this But you're a little bit I, like eyebrow raised I love like,
1: the fact that they didn't try too hard They just yeah. kind of skated over it once so, so A wave like,
0: of the hand All right. Like, you. oh yeah, we just reanimated dead soldiers um, Yeah, exactly It's, it's like then... in films
1: when they're like, oh, it's the quantum stuff It's like, okay, cool yeah. <laughs> You don't want me to know, so I don't need to know That's fine, I guess Um After walking out of The Matrix, Darren Mm -hmm. Aronofsky was quoted as saying, like, they've just taken every pop culture sci-fi film from the last 50 years, rolled it into one, and released it over 100 minutes. That's not a direct quote, but he was basically like, they've taken everything from sci-fi films. Do you think the Wachowskis took the fucking needle in the back of the head from Universal Soldier?
0: Good question. Um, Because that is all I could think about. Yeah, it does seem very similar, doesn't it? But I... I do wonder, like, you you wouldn't be forgiven for obviously noticing the similarities.
1: This was nineteen ninety two, right?
0: Uh, yes.
1: So, do you think that Roland Emmerich just watched the Terminator and was like, "All right, I need uh, to get mate, me one of those"?
0: There were a lot of, uh, you know, obviously I said at the beginning as well that yeah, critically, a lot of people compared this to Robocop. A it's lot of people were so similar to, to Terminator. the Terminator
1: to the point where uh, Victoria looks like. Sarah Connor looks like yeah, Linda Hamilton. I can
0: see that, yeah. especially like
1: especially Terminator 2, Linda Hamilton.
0: Yeah, fair. I, I think this is actually Addie Walker's first major like on-screen appearance.
1: She wasn't bad in this film. I've got I've got some problems with her character, but her acting, I was like, yeah, all right, cool, nice.
0: Oh uh, yeah, Robert um, Ebert, um, which we obviously did. Roger, uh, Roger, old Roger. Roger he said uh, that she was obviously the best thing in the movie.
1: But yeah, her and her like sidekick, cannon fodder friend. <laughs> go to the plane, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is great.
0: They, they smell a story.
1: They smell a story, and they do what all good journalists do. They drive to the plane and park right fucking next to it.
0: Um, <laughs> well, I think like, they say that, don't they? They go, like, fuck, we're They way too ADR'd close.
1: that line in, and it was dumb. Hidden in plain sight, I get it. But yeah, you so literally it... drive up. In the Nevada, where the ground is notoriously like, well, we're going to leave a sand trail. Mm. They drive a bus out of this plane and, like, Pink Panther their way to a freezer where they <laughs> find the dead body inside that's not dead, because, you know,
0: movie. Eyes wide open as she's taking pictures. So, obviously, Alarm goes off, and they leg it, and they jump into the car. And I, like, I don't get how they crash, though. You know I mean? They just literally kind of just go... <sighs> fuck it, we're going <laughs> to just plant this car into all this like you know, like random scaffolding that's just lying around here. It was like it something over.
1: out of Archer. She might as well have yelled rampage.
0: <laughs> um, one of the things as well, like, well, obviously she's taking pictures of the dude outside. They jump in the car and leg it and then all the cars run after him. But it's fucking Jorklon Van Damme and Dolph in that are in the other car. So how the fuck did they get out the fridge that quick into their uniforms into the car, and then catch up with them. I was like, ah, okay. Obviously, I know they're super fucking soldiers, but, you know, that's a quick turnaround, isn't it?
1: Yes. And my question is, do you think that uh, Mendez really needed the super soldiers for this? Like, uh, Yeah, I would have thought, that's the what, thing,
0: I would have thought this would just be in your fucking game. That's a that routine,
1: like, send the ensign, he will capture the... These are journalists like mm. Leon woodward and bernstein would have been taken down by half of mendez's team
0: so with this then obviously shit starts getting a bit pear shape uh Dolph lundgren uh starts reenacting the beginning sequence where he shoots the reporter in the head with that van damme starts having his uh flashbacks again as well he uh picks up uh victoria and sticks her into the car
1: yeah, and then John Connor was in the backseat. Like, <laughs> why did you stop? You told me to. Like, it was so Terminator when she's like, I order you to keep on driving.
0: Yeah, because um, they're acting really robotic at this point. Yeah. And you're a little bit like, wait, are they robots? Or are they just... This you know is what, what I
1: mean I'm... when they didn't discuss the actual science enough where I was like, have you just taken the skin? Have you filleted John Claude Van game skin and somehow his soul has stayed in there? Yeah. How did they keep them alive? Who knows? Ice. Ice kept them alive.
0: So you're starting to now see a little bit more the fantastical side of the soldiers because obviously Van Damme's been shot at this point so he gets the old car lighter out, carterises his wound. It's a bit fucking hardcore. Uh, but then they run out of gas and so he jumps out and goes, fuck it, I'm just going to push the car. And he looked down um, and Victoria looks down at his speedometer, and obviously sees that he's hitting like 30 miles an hour.
1: I have a question about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, go on then.
1: Does a speedometer work? uh, If the car's moving forwards and the ignition's on, yes. Yeah, yeah. But if the car's just being pushed, would the speedometer still be like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do?
0: This is a really good question that I have no fucking idea.
1: (laughs) Anyone out there, potentially, who, you know, has a car and can push it, can you uh, go outside, stand behind your car, push it up or down a hill one or the other and uh, get someone to sit in the past in the driver's seat and tell us whether the speedometer goes up when you Jean claude van down the shit out of it that'd be great i feel we Adam have to a-
0: preface this as saying actually don't try this at home <laughs> the last thing i think we need is some someone's car rolling back on them down a the hill all right so uh, we're at the the hotel now so this is i think another big set piece uh so we kind of find out that um that the unisoles uh overheat without ice, so he needs to get butt naked, stand stand to, stand in front of the AC.
1: Uh yeah, so he gets he gets butt naked and collapses, and so she grabs all the ice after getting shaken down by the motel manager.
0: He gets his comeuppance. So. He
1: does, and he gets absolutely rinsed by his (laughs) mum at this time victoria realizes on the tv that um that she's been framed for the murder of her
0: and not the not the jeremy beadle style (laughs) this is the (laughs) uh, this is not the the, there is no little hand involved in this there is uh, very much
1: that is a joke that's really got a ticking time bomb for how long it'll be funny 10 years time someone will be listening to this Fuck is he talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, he she's getting framed for the murder of her buddy and for the theft of like government property.
0: Well, they they went hard on it as well because it's like, oh, the guy's been shot, and also there's fucking ton of coke in in yeah. the in the room yeah. as well. I was like, yeah, <laughs> fucking nice.
1: doubling down, not just murder but drugs too, yeah. and she probably kicked a kitten once. <laughs> they track her down and we find out why there's, they can track her down later but they and then there's the siege on the motel
0: yeah so they just go ham and just shoot the shit out of this place yeah. uh so one of the, I thought it was actually a really cool bit with uh, Jean-Claude uh Jean-Claude Van Damme having to run through all the different walls and stuff like that. And, yeah. and then, obviously, get into that concrete wall at the end. And I actually feel that this movie does play... You know, it's it's got, like, subtle comedy in it. You know what I mean? It's like... It's, it I, I feel it did it well.
1: It does. And I'm going to say about the whole running through the walls thing, it was cool. And in 1992, it was cool. And basically, anywhere up to... I think it might have been 2008, it was cool. But as soon as Vinnie Jones as the Juggalo does it...
0: <laughs> the Juggalo... As, yeah, that's staying in What's his name?
1: What's his name? The juggernaut. Juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, could, the ju- <laughs> I'm the not jugolo. gonna cut it. Uh Vinnie Jones as the Juggalo Jiggalo, there's a movie. Um uh, as soon as he does it. I've uh, but the point of that was lost because I fucked up Juggalo Jiggalo But uh <laughs> yeah, the, as the Juggernaut.
0: As the as the Juggernaut. Uh so Van Damme obviously can't break through a concrete wall like the Juggernaut. So uh are a quick, bit of an impasse Just
1: quickly Have you, have you seen the uh, The alternate X-Men 3 Because um, he has the line I'm the juggernaut Bitch You know
0: Yeah yeah Freddy Krueger style
1: Do you know what the other uh, Line Was going to be That they filmed And you can find on YouTube
0: Oh uh, go on then Well, I, I don't know this Ready Here's Juggy. Wow Thank fuck yeah. that Didn't make it
1: Good job everyone
0: Here's Juggs McGee <laughs> He is the
1: juggalo gigolo. He might as well have punched someone and been like, juggle this. Like, come on. (laughs)
0: Uh, So Van Damme and uh, Victoria can't uh, escape. So they decide to climb in bed with an unsuspecting couple to hide behind under the sheets.
1: I quite liked this. You know Die Hard when you see the two people having sex and then in other films you're yeah, just yeah. entangling cash, it happens. I thought this was just an unnecessary piece of, like, 90s two people having sex situation. Yeah. But, yeah, they're hiding underneath the sheets. He puts his... Gu- they are hiding right next to these two naked people and these two naked people are really
0: chill with it. So uh it kind of subverted your expectations there, Yeah, Craig. yeah,
1: exactly. And, uh, good writing. It, it was good writing. and the f- also... There are four people in that bed at one point. When we've got the close up of the guy's face and the gun coming up to it, but everything before yeah, that, yeah. Jean-Claude Van yeah. is not in that bed.
0: I, I I feel that if he was, then because it's uh, that's tiny, isn't it? Who who's looking? Who's coming through? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he is obviously not the most aware person.
1: No, no. Um, <laughs> but you know, I used to I used to have a cat, and every so often I'd go into my bedroom, and the the cat would just be under my duvet, and I'd look and be like. Well, there's the cat. Now mm. extrapolate that to being the size of Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'd be like, well, there's definitely a human down there.
0: <laughs> so uh, they then hightail it out there and drive the car through the motel office,
1: which was great because uh, obviously this guy's been an absolute ass and asked for twenty dollars security <laughs> deposit. And his mother, who's like in a rocking chair, kind of walks up to him, and I don't know if she like clips him around the back of the head or not, but she basically just goes. $20 security deposit, huh? And yeah. it's and good. is around it's a... the
0: motels like Swiss cheese. Oh, yeah. It's holes.
1: Fucking $20 bucks. is not going to cover a percent of that. He's fucked. His business is <laughs> ruined. It's great.
0: They now uh, have a little chit-chat, uh, kind of going through, okay, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, also, as well, it's like, put your fucking seatbelt on. You know what? Public
1: service, Samson, always wear your seatbelt. But... To, it was one of those like clang this is a screenplay things where I was like mm-hmm. at a certain point someone's going through a windshield
0: oh how. Uh so I, I like how she uh, also asks uh, where he's from because of his accent Uh yes! so I did think that was a bit of a nice touch Great because touch. yes you obviously uh, touched on earlier it's like well aren't these meant to be American soldiers well yeah they're meant to be American um, and then obviously the universal soldiers are played by Jean-Claude Van Damme who's Oh, uh, a German,
1: Belgian. a Belgian and a Swede walked into Roland yeah. Emmerich's office and got a job. <laughs> like, wow, there was nothing. I mean, it was very universal in that respect. Well, yeah, Good she's like, well,
0: are you, uh, are you Canadian? Or like yeah, I think Quebecois um, or, or something, yeah. Or French or something like that. Yeah. And then I think it, you find out at the end, like, his mum or his dad's French or some shit like that.
1: Can I just say, there was something that happened at this point that I noticed. her wedi- Her wedding ring magically disappeared
0: i didn't even know she was yeah married.
1: i looked for it in the opening when you meet her and then a few scenes on i was like yep wedding ring wedding ring wedding ring wedding ring's gone rewrites happened reshoots happened uh, she now yeah, is okay. not married anymore
0: i there there were i'm aware of there were some rewrites and reshoots and definitely the ending was uh, redone yeah uh, so yeah probably right on that on that sense yeah um it's a
1: subtle thing it means nothing because we never she never alluded to the fact that she did or didn't have a husband ex-husband fiance anything like that but Mm. she's definitely wearing a wedding ring at one point
0: uh so they kind of realize that obviously there's a tracking device um so it's just another excuse for Van Damme to get his kit off and uh Victoria gets to have a bit of a fondle try and find the hard bit that was great because
1: it cuts away from her to the like uh attendant outside knocking on the door of the bathroom what the fuck are you doing there cuts back to them and uh you don't see where her hand is but jean-claude van damme who's very funny in this moment just goes is that bit supposed to be hard oh she's holding your dick (laughs) cool you're turned on (laughs) and she's holding your dick good for you this is where this movie is right now very funny
0: so uh, she finally finds something like in the back of his calf or something like that, and he pulls out a big fuck off knife and gives it to her. So it's like, right, just cut it out. And she hesitates. So he gets the knife himself and fucking stabs himself. Mm. You know, when you just see stuff like that, it just kind of takes you off guard. And it's yeah. Like, and I was like, fuck, alright. So, and then pulls it out, uh, and it seems like quite long. Are we talking about the tracking yeah. device now, Adam? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. You know when you were saying earlier about the Matrix, Mm -hmm. about the track, uh, about the needle games, about the tracking device that looks
1: like the little thing that goes through Keanu Reeves' stomach.
0: Yeah, I thought that as well. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe there is something to that.
1: I feel like the Wachowskis are secret Unisol uh, fans. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they've removed the tracking device. They leave the tracking device there. The armored truck comes, and here's where we get like the big plot twist of the movie, which Mm. is Van Damme lays down a load of petrol hides mm-hmm. in the boot of the car with yep. ice so, so that the body heat sensors won't find them yeah pick Good up that in a second and <laughs> blows up the petrol station
0: as they jump into their car to make their escape Dolph Lundgren the fucking biggest fucking dude who's yeah. like what like six four six five maybe maybe taller like, is hiding in what is, like, a fucking VW Beetle. Yeah. But here's <laughs> And he's, you're like... So, not smart. any...
1: Yeah. Gum. Well, I
0: on. was like, how the fuck is he hiding in the back? Because, A, you probably just see him. But, B, someone that size is probably weighing that car down a fair bit. And you'd be like, hang on a second, this car is a little bit heavier than it looks.
1: They were hiding in the trunk of that car. They would have heard the door open. Well, that as well. Felt it's off when you get in and heard the door close. But not only that, Dolph Lundgren is either A, hiding in the back of the car because he knows that they're about to get in the car because they're hiding in this bunk- trunk of the car, or B, yeah. having a nap.
0: Oh, if, well, yeah, mate,
1: 100%. If you know that they're in that car, blow up that car.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's actually a really good point. Because uh, maybe he didn't want to kill an innocent civilian, even though that's obviously within his character now that he would. Uh, I'm he sorry, this, to... this,
1: this moment is one of the only moments in the film for me... That was plot for the sake of plot. Having him there was like an extra cherry of like, ooh, wouldn't it be cool if... And you're right, it would be cool if... Again, like I say, in Sottenham Precinct 13, when he's making the getaway and the dude's hiding in the backseat, cool, Mm. like that... It makes sense, because I imagine every one of the cars had someone from the Cholo hiding in the backseat. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. But having Dolph Lundgren hiding in the specific car that Van Damme was hiding in, he should have just pepper sprayed that boot with machine gun fire end yeah. of the movie makes sense <laughs> the end credits
0: but they're driving away and do you know what he's not doing he is not wearing his seatbelt. fucking too right because then they crash and he does his best e honda impression yeah through the fucking window oh, baby. <laughs> head he first goes
1: and he hits a rock and they drive away to freedom and Dolph Lundgren kills his commanding officer and all the other scientists, and he's like, yeah. I'm taking over now.
0: If I was there, I'd be like, yeah, you're in charge, dude.
1: Yeah, but just... then... Oh, sorry, the... the genetically modified super soldier uh, wants to take over, the one that we've paid millions of dollars and literally send in for the jobs that we can't do. He wants to take over? Yeah. Nah, I think I can take
0: him. <laughs> but the the funny thing is, is like as soon as he takes over, he goes sits in a corner and gets bang on the roids. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what's he doing? Yeah, he's just roiding up. Oh, all right, okay. So uh, with that, uh, there's the diner scene now. So they're going to go sit, uh, have a little bit of chow down. All right, so, hey, oh, god
1: damn it, so good. There's a
0: couple of things about this. Like, so. I, I don't get what the fucking waitress's problem is. You know I mean?
1: She thinks he's a foreign. how they? I know, I know. That's yeah. her whole thing. Like, one of them good old boys. Uh, either way, she didn't like him. And so mm. when he keeps ordering food... She's there like, how are you going to pay for this? Ignoring the fact that he had a friend a minute ago.
0: Yeah, and she's like, I'm just popping out to make a phone call. And then obviously, yeah, he's ordering fucking shitload of food. And he's wolfing it down. Yeah. And she, yeah, fair enough. She, like, I would kind of be a little bit like, right, mate, you've got about eight plates in front of you. Are you sure you're going to be all right? You know, maybe not paying for it, but we just be like, maybe just are you all right in general? <laughs> One, uh, right.
1: So the first time uh, me and my sister went to san francisco on our last day mm-hmm. there we were like look we're not going to convert this whatever well, whatever we had. we were just like whatever money we had left we were like we're not going to convert it back to pounds or in her case it's new zealand dollars should mm-hmm. we just go all out on a fuck off breakfast that'll do us for the whole day before we fly this e- like this afternoon and we yep. went to the restaurant, and we were like, I will have the full breakfast, the stack of pancakes, the side of hash, the uh, the, the biscuits and gravy, the this. Nice. Like, we ordered the breakfast for Fuck, ten yeah. for two, and we were like, this is disgusting. Do you know what the waiter did? Uh, what was that? Bought it to us, because it's their fucking job. <laughs> and that's not yeah, disparaging mate. waiters But this lady being like How are you going to pay for this It's like Come see Bottomless Pete ah, Get <laughs> the fuck out Bottomless Pete There was a real like You
0: wouldn't do Does this Does this sound like the man that could <laughs> have all that he could eat
1: Yeah no She she needed to just Brenda or Glenda Needed to chill the fuck out And at the yeah. end of the meal when he was done Just go all right. Well, here's yeah, your yeah. Here's check. your bill, and I mean, Victoria yeah. would have had to settle it because you know movie. But no, we needed we needed another cool like jukebox fucking fight scene with pool cues and
0: like yeah. This is this is just such a typical Van Damme scene. Yeah. This is like uh, I'm minding my own business. Oh, you know, like uh, and then suddenly all the fucking local yokels come and you know have a, like a barn dance with him and he go kicks their ass and throw them through windows and shit like that which
1: in a film like officer and a gentleman when richard mm. gear gets into the bar fight it makes sense because yeah. they don't like that the sailor boys are taking the local ladies that's the, that's a that's a motive in this well, it's literally... what about
0: like nick cage at the beginning of con air
1: well that one's enough yeah okay i can kind of like Wait for the season of the Nick. Like, come on. <laughs> um, in this, it was basically, oh, uh, he may or may not pay.
0: Get him! But it's because... All right, so this is the bit I was like, I, I, I noted down here as well, because all right, he's like, I don't know how I'm going to pay. Kind of shrugs his shoulders. Fair enough. Yeah. And then she calls for the dude in the back, and he comes out and it's like, hey, I've been fucking banging this slop out all day for you. You're going to pay... Take some and pride then, in your
1: work, buddy. Take some pride
0: in your yeah, work. Yeah, that's what I was a bit like. I was like, all right, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he takes the first swing. Yeah. So, if anything, Van Damme is defending himself.
1: Absolutely. And it, and then, like, okay, so he beats up that guy. Cool. Then, like, a waiter gets involved. All right. Then yeah. another waiter. All right. Then the guys all playing right. pool get involved. And it's like, you yeah, don't it's work all these, here.
0: like, Ted Danson-looking motherfuckers. If... Like... <laughs>
1: if one of those guys had said like i've been waiting for this all day i'd have been like all right cool you're just a guy that (laughs) likes fighting
0: yeah it's like being in a swan at three in the morning
1: yeah it made no sense it 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 was fine as well that's the other thing it it wasn't justified and it was only okay if it was awesome i would have let it go but it was like
0: eh. One of the things that I thought was quite funny about it was, obviously, when that guy gets thrown through the window, how nonchalant Victoria was when she's like, what's the line she fucking says? It's like... I
1: don't know. Check, how's
0: your How's your food or something? Yeah, How was like your that. breakfast? Like, yeah. yeah, something like
1: that. Um, but so she's been on the phone sussing out. We did not mm. talk about this, by the way. Jerry Orgox oh, yeah. in this film... Um, she's been sussing out the guy that was like the brainchild behind the um, Unisol project, and it's Jerry yeah, yeah. Orbach, who's the dad from Dirty Dancing. He put baby in the corner. That <laughs> piece of shit. Uh, I love Jerry Orbach.
0: Yeah. So, um, so they end up travelling to him, and then they kind of get the full reveal of what the Universal Soldier is. But I think by this point, you kind of put it I like, all together yourself. You know, totally
1: switched off for this scene.
0: Right, so this is where some of the rewriting starts to happen.
1: Oh, right, okay.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's meant to be, like, the main bad dude. Kind of thinking of, like, Born Identity sort of shit, you know, like where he's the main, he's actually the main bad dude, but you don't quite realise it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's kind of helping him out a little bit. Um, But obviously that's just completely thrown out after all that because, um, after this, I'm pretty sure this is where, um, uh, the scientist dude is is now just gone, fuck it, uh, oh. I, I'm off this ride. Yeah, and then he yeah. Get, he so, gives the grenade to the fucking big dude.
1: Dolph Lundgren is in the ever-changing van, freezer van, and, uh... By the way, that, literally, i just got to quickly say it. The size of this van yeah. on the outside is the size of a van. On the, on the inside, it's the size of Fort fucking Knox. It's huge. <laughs> um, it's like he... the TARDIS. Yes. But yeah, so he, this this scientist guy, takes a grenade, puts it in one of the Unisol's hands, and says, count down from 30, whilst holding the grenade. Now, Adam, we've discussed yeah. it on the podcast before, you know how grenades work better than I do.
0: Yeah. Doesn't need a thirty-second countdown. Most grenades have a three-second fuse.
1: <laughs> Which is the joke from The Simpsons. Okay, this is a this is one for Johnny and Timmy and Billy and Bobby and a Little Ray <laughs> with the m- monkey leg, <laughs> like f- fucking brilliant. But in this countdown from thirty, it's like, oh, you are a scientist. You don't know how grenades work.
0: No, I think the idea was, was he was going to give him the grenade to hold and he was, like, literally sort of holding the, the trigger, the firing pin of the grenade. And then his hand gets trapped within that fucking... the grip of the other dude, so he can't let go.
1: Okay, if that's the case, yeah, that's really dumb.
0: Oh, it's dumb as because fuck.
1: Because then you can just say you've been ordered to let go
0: yeah 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 of course that's what exactly what you'd be like like...
1: if that is actually because i was watching it being like all right he's ready to go he just doesn't know how long a grenade countdown is and it turned out to be 30 seconds who knew yeah but if it oh my god really you didn't think to yourself you've been ordered to release you fucking idiot you deserve to die
0: so yeah so he's giving him the grenade and he's like oh, yeah, hold this for 30 seconds so then after 30 seconds he would drop the grenade and then it would blow up but obviously the guy's been caught up with the dude but then if so... the
1: game is like whatever you've been ordered to do you leave he's going to say uh, uh, you've been ordered to ignore this grenade and he can put the grenade down. like think of a smarter plan
0: bro yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, Trying not to think too much about this, Affleck. Oh, shut <laughs> up,
1: Affleck. I'm sorry. Uh, long time no see. So after the grenade goes off, we get a supermarket scene.
0: Yeah, I don't get this bit. Like Because there's a, f- a few things happen in this where I'm just like, okay. So, yeah, fair enough. Dragging him into the freezer. Cool. Awesome. Mm. But everyone in there is just like fucking slack jaws, and hanging about. Like, I, I don't get why the fuck anyone's sticking around where some fucking monster of a dude is dragging what looks like two dead bodies through the fucking... through the supermarket. But then when he comes out and he starts giving out, give like, giving the riot act to all the people about, like, they're still at war, everyone's just staring at him. It's just like... Fucking go leave. Like, is there like a fucking sale on that? All these people are like fucking there for that day that they just can't ignore. Dude, it's like, like the gate.
1: What? It's like the gates of Pompeii. All right, their shift hadn't <laughs> finished. They weren't going anywhere. It was nineteen ninety two. People cared about their jobs.
0: No, no, I'm not talking just about the guy. You know, just the uh, the shelf stackers. It's just like it's fucking. Everyone, Dude, it was the like shoppers. the
1: supermarkets at the gates of Pompeii. They had not got <laughs> their fresh bread yet, so they were not ready to go home.
0: Obviously, I, I I couldn't believe it when I was just like, mate, I would have been as soon as I saw them in the car park. <laughs> I would have been out of there. Oh, I, like, I hang around loop, to see yeah. how this ends. Tiny's gone. He had I zero how...
1: lines he's out.
0: Yeah, Dolph is like kicking him (laughs) he's kicking him while he's on the floor and this is why I feel sorry
1: for him get up soldier, get up soldier I was like, you don't realise he's dead ah, buddy
0: you can see like half his fucking head's missing but at the same (laughs) time,
1: (laughs) Merle's there fucking chomping down on a ribeye
0: (laughs) yeah, fair fair we
1: have not seen any I mean, Jean-Claude Van Damme had to be taught how to eat by watching someone in the restaurant Merle's just there like nommy nommy (laughs) what what okay fuck it we needed a bloodthirsty scene for the villain I guess Um, well
0: maybe this because obviously when they do visit the doctor and the doctor starts telling them obviously why they're starting to have their flashbacks like and why they've got now this sort of like a a motive towards whatever the fuck they're doing so like Jean-Claude Van Damme he just wants to go home Dolph Lundgren still thinks he's at war Maybe Molo was sitting down at a fucking buffet, having a fucking ribeye steak when he got killed. Who knows? You don't know. y- who knows? Um, yeah.
1: But yeah. So then we cut to JCVD has uh, bought Victoria a bus ticket.
0: With what money? We can't pay for the fucking food, but you can fucking buy we a bus had ticket LA. We had
1: a budget for LA. either a diner fight or a bus station fight. We went with the diner. Um and he goes and he's like get on the bus, she does, except she doesn't. <gasps> oh, oh, lady in red, and they uh, they have a lovely little smile. Then yeah. a bus pulls away behind her, and the entire team of the fucking Blues Brothers extras are in the background.
0: That's a great reveal. That though.
1: was so funny. This movie should have been like lent-
0: Extreme me- Home Makeover. Move that bus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amazing. Yes, they should have. Ty Pennington would have been great in the Universal Social <laughs> World. Um, no, th- this movie should have lent more into the comedy. It should have been closer. Oh, I feel like
0: it, it had that real no, fine edge.
1: It should have been just right on the cusp of being MacGyver, and I'd have loved it. As it stands, it was still a bit like, wait, now we've got a political message? All right okay
0: well, what's the political message
1: but the whole thing about uh Dolph Lundgren's PTSD and not understanding that
0: mm, I don't know I feel like it's not as I don't I don't feel like that's really that sort of a much no a... but that's
1: what I mean if they just took that out and went full-on naked gun with it I'd have been happier <laughs> that's all I'm saying Fair. it was a fine film but it, it i wanted it to be funny like when we uh, mm-hmm. like when you made me watch Sudden Death and I text being like why isn't this a spoof movie that wait a fucking second did Jean-Claude van damme just get spoof movies and turn them serious is time cop a spoof
0: movie It most certainly is not i feel like time cop might have been a spoof movie <laughs>
1: Alright, we look forward I look right. forward to doing our Time Cop episode because I feel like Time Cop might have been oh, a yes, spoof it, movie it
0: will be it, it, will, it will come up at some point Jean-Claude so, and, uh, um,
1: it feels like just took the cheapest scripts spoof movies and turned mm. them into action films I'm just saying
0: look maybe, at Bloodsport for fuck's sake maybe we'll, maybe we'll sake. tweet him
1: yeah letting, we'll we, him. did we ever hear back from Ed Newmeyer, by the
0: way We did not. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we got blocked. (laughs) Really? (laughs) No, Ah. it's just uh, that... Mate, Twitter's one uh, Like, obviously, I know this bit will get cut out, but... No, it might not. Just for context, Adam
1: and I had a big row that got cut out of the Starship Troopers episode where we discussed whether Michael Ironside's character did or didn't know one of the characters, and we texted the writer of Starship Troopers, and by text, I mean tweeted. And, yes, this was weeks ago, and nothing, nothing... Nothing at all?
0: Nothing, nothing. It, what's maybe, he been doing? Maybe we blew his mind. Maybe we picked a plot hole in his script, which he didn't see.
1: Maybe he was just like, I'm a big Everything. fan of the show and I don't want to cause more of a rift. Thanks, Ed Neumeier. Or,
0: or no, he'll be like, oh, this question again. Fuck every day with this fucking question. Right, anyway, back on track. So uh, they we're get arrested the
1: and then as the, as there's a, ca- there's a Grand Canyon driving scene, they're in a bus chained to it was a prison bus so they're handcuffed
0: up yeah this this scene did nothing for me i was just like uh you know what i've seen so many fucking car chases and bus chases and things like that
1: having never watched this film before i thought this was the finale so yeah, i was there I, like there was i'm a bit into for it me
0: when i looked at the watch and i was a bit like oh this has just gone the hour mark Ugh, that's totally I'm didn't so. <laughs> feel like
1: it i was there like i know everything i need to know We've had everything we need to have. And fuck it. If one of these guys drives into the Grand Canyon, Thelma and Louise style, right now, I'm ready for it.
0: Which they pretty much do. Yeah, I mean, well, at least Dolph Lundgren does.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and as he's going down, he says, Get up, soldier! Get up! Get up, soldier! And as they're like, Oh, Dolph, you don't understand things. He's dead.
0: You don't understand death.
1: He didn't, and they drive into the Grand Canyon. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then there's so, twenty five minutes of fucking movie
1: left. What the piss.
0: Yeah, so uh so Jean Claude Van Damme ends up going back to his family home and reuniting with his French mum. Yeah. So we we kinda of get the that close and the loop there of his accent. Of course, and...
1: we need that. Let's tweet Mike Myers about it. And ask him if his Austin Powers gold member flashback scenes, where you find out that Dr. Evil was from Belgium, was a fucking nod to this film. Because I put <laughs> good money on it. Really? I put I put lunch on
0: it. Oh, I'll, I'll happily tweet him. I tweet can't Mike guarantee you will get an answer back.
1: Or if, or if,
0: if I won't get some death threats from somebody else. If you, <laughs> if you, if you <laughs> that don't... seems to be the way on Twitter. Be like, hey, Michael Myers, did you mean to do a yada 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 Belgian accent? Someone'd be like, what's wrong with a Belgian accent? racist and I'll be like, oh dear, here we go again. So with that, um you find out now that Dolph Lundgren didn't die, he fucking uh, kidnaps Victoria and holds her hostage. Very reminiscent of the first opening scene.
1: Yeah, I mean right, here's the thing. Number one, John Claude Van Damme grew up on a farm.
0: Yes. Number two, if if you,
1: dear listener, if you ever find yourself in an action or a horror movie mm. and you end up on a farm leave the farm because you know <laughs> what you're gonna die farms, Wait, didn't you
0: grow up on a farm grave i
1: grew up surrounded by farmland not on a farm very big
0: difference oh, okay. okay
1: uh i spent a lot of time on farms but I wasn't ever in a horror movie as a child. Uh, anytime anyone ever ends up on a farm in a horror movie, it's like you're gonna get impaled on the plow or the shred, go into the shredder, or like you're gonna stand on a pitchfork and hit yourself in the face several times, hmm. or like it happens in so many. Anytime there can be a farm death, there is a farm death.
0: Uh, do you know what? I remember getting uh, faked out by. Do you ever see the remake of The Crazies? No. <laughs> uh, but basically uh, she goes out into a big old shed thing, and there is a tractor running it's got one of those like I want to say like a um, kind of like a rotating uh, blade on the front of it I'm, I'm not obviously a farmer I have no idea what the fuck these things are but you expect yeah. that this is how you're going to die and she's standing in front of it she's waving it she goes and she finally figures out there's no one actually in the tractor she turns off the key and it was actually a distraction. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, do you know what? It subverted my expectations.
1: A distraction, if you will. Oh yes. Very good. Great. Good you. writing. Thank you. <laughs> you may have a sip. Have a I'm sip of your I'm going to take now. a sip of my wine. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So they now having their little bit of back and forth. Uh, and then everything plays out like beforehand. Yeah. Victoria um, runs
1: away and Dolph London throws a grenade. A fight yeah. scene happens. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme gets a Jean Claude Van Damme shotgun. Yep,
0: yeah, he gets the Hulk up a bit and then fucking kicks Dolph Lundgren. Finally. Yeah, this
1: is the thing, right? Actually, a question because yeah. the whole conceit of this final film is Dolph Lundgren's like, "Hey, you didn't take your medicine," and oh yeah, kind of treats himself like Deacon Frost at the end of Blade, like right? injecting himself mm. with the serum, jacking up. Was that ever in the film? Is that what they're injecting into the back of the skull?
0: Well, it's like memory, the memory wiping shit, isn't it? Sure, but when did... Maybe when, it's a cocktail or stuff.
1: When in the film do they take jack-up steroid medicine?
0: Uh, Off screen in their trailers. Oh, in the, uh, the cutscenes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot to watch them.
1: Yeah, so he's like... Hey, yeah, it's a you... dirty Hollywood secret, that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Dolph
1: Lundgren's secret. Um, but yeah, Dolph Lundgren's like, hey, I've got your needle. Da- Van Dam gets the needle, injects himself, throws Dolph Lundgren... Onto a set of spikes Mm-hmm. And I don't know what this piece of equipment was But he throws them onto a set of spikes That when they rotate yeah. Then send his body through a wood chipper Yeah I'm not sure what the fuck that piece of machinery is
0: I don't think you need to Or, or worry about what that piece of It's just uh, It's essentially one of those things isn't it You know it's like a wood chipper isn't it It is
1: It its but why would you need to, like, churn it up first and then chip it? If you're churning it up, it's soil.
0: I've no, we've established. I'm, that sorry. I'm not a man of the land. Shut
1: up, farmfleck. I know. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> With that, uh Long is now chopped to pieces. Yep. And chip, uh, chip it allows to pieces, now if you will. Or well, allows uh, Van Dam to get a in at the end. With when Victoria asks, "Oh, whatever happened to uh, Dolph Longren and he said, "Well, he's around," so, but um, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. It kind of like I felt uh, probably even like by the sounding of this podcast that the ending towards it just start to tiver away a bit. I think I'm
1: like... gonna suggest similar to the end of unreleased episode Anaconda <sighs> the the final twenty five minutes on this farm. Were thrown in, and the flashbacks leading up to it were thrown in after audiences were like, "But we don't know who he is. We don't know where he came from." And I'm not too
0: sure about that. Actually, I would, I would think that that was, that that was set. I definitely, I'm pretty sure that the ending of this is all rewrites um, because I think there are alternative endings to this movie. Amazing. Um, Just as well because you feel like there's no. All right, fair enough. Dolph Lundgren's dead. Yeah. But now what? You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like to be any, like, real resolve. Um, And I'm pretty sure in the uh, alternative ending to this movie, the camera crew all does turn up. And then she, uh, Victoria, actually does get to do her report. But because obviously the whole movie has been, you know, from her angle has been revolving about trying to get this story and release this story. And she doesn't get to do that. So when she actually does finally get to do it, she actually turns it down and decides to then go to comfort uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme character, Luke, uh, to make sure that he's all right. Kind of obviously showing that it's not all about work or whatever, you know, she it's not all about the pursuit of the story. You know, there's obviously more to life than that sort of bullshit. Um... But yeah, it just felt like uh it, it, again, a little bit like Broken Arrow. It's like they might as well have done the fucking Predator handshake to finish it off. You just kind of go, all right, okay, cool. End credits, and then some funky rock song kicks in. So, yeah,
1: just... I, have, I have a quick, like I know that there are more there is more than one mm. Universal Soldier film. Yes. Is Van Damme. How many are there?
0: 6. 6. Right, so he was in the first one, obviously, the one we've just watched, Sure, Uh, but he wasn't in the second or the third one, which is Brothers Brothers in Arms and Unfinished Business, but he was in the fourth one, which is Universal Soldier, The Return, and then Regeneration and Day of Reckoning. Uh, With Dolph Lundgren, he actually uh, turns back up in Regeneration, which is the fifth installment, and you also have uh bill goldberg showing up in the return uh so if you're you're into your wcw wrestling you're like i mean
1: i i liked goldberg as a wrestler when i was growing up sure who didn't but that's insane everything you've just said that's (laughs) that's <laughs> fucking ridiculous okay
0: because the thing is in in brothers in arms universal soldier 2 uh it's the same character luke but he's played by matt ballinger is vic
1: is victoria's character in universal
0: soldier 2 mm, that's it where uh, does the story oh, no, wait, go no she, she, wait no she wait wait no she is she same is, actor victoria roberts ali ali walker no played by chandra west
1: great okay i'm never and gonna she's
0: watch in it. it from, two or
1: three i'm never gonna watch it i thought this film here am i <laughs> yeah. i thought this film was i'm gonna call it guilty i'm sorry i oh yeah okay
0: fair enough just because i, I would say
1: you know what it's an hour what, yeah. hour 45 or something yeah
0: hour 45
1: you could trim 15 minutes be a cool 90 and i'd be there like all right you're not wasting too much time get yeah. involved but those 15 minutes are drag, there are bits that don't make sense.
0: So what are, the, what are the bits you're cutting out there?
1: We, I mean, we barely touched on Jerry Orbach, right? Which is mm. the, we've got to find out what the Universal Soldier came from stuff.
0: Yeah, but they find out who he is and then um, what he's done. And it's just like, oh, all right, shrug your shoulders. And he it, gets it, an unceremonious
1: like no... off-screen death. Like... Yeah. That was a bit nonsense. The whole thing with Dolph Lundgren hiding in the back seats, that <laughs> was plot for the sake of plot, which is one of my... Yeah. You know what? This movie yeah. did not fall foul of the slow-mo curse. Uh, Dolph... you sure there was some There plan, was, there was. But Dolph Lundgren flying out of the windscreen was in slow-mo, but I was like, yeah, because you want us to see it. It doesn't affect the outcome of what happens. Slow-mo as a cinema sin is when it's like... We need this to happen and this to happen. They wouldn't happen in that, you know, in synchronicity unless we show it in slow-mo. That's what slow-mo for the sake
0: of slow-mo is. For me, I'm cutting out that desert chase scene and the whole resting vibe of it as well. Because it's like, I don't really see that adding anything to the story in terms of plot point. Little things like change change the grenade
1: thing with the Doctor as well.
0: Um, yeah I don't know I think that's like that, that just okay, change it not remove it happened. just not remove it but
1: change it like if his hand is I, it, again if his hand is trapped you just say oh, yeah. the sergeant's ordered you to let my hand go Boop. all right we're out of that Right, p- you're asking pickle. too many
0: questions here Craig oh
1: I'm so sorry <laughs> uh, overall so, yeah this film well, I'm never going to watch it again I'm never going to yeah. watch this movie again I'll watch Tango and Cash in a fucking heartbeat I'm never going to watch this again
0: do you know what I feel would have been a little bit better right um and this would just i think would have just absolutely flown through that part of the movie is that when they get to the bus station is that luke tells her that he's getting on a coach to go visit his parents mm-hmm. right and then she's like okay cool i'm going to go and drive off and you know deliver the story sort of thing whatever but instead of her doing that she then gets on the bus with Jean-Claude Van Damme and then goes with him to see his parents.
1: How did he buy that bus ticket? That's what I'm talking about. How did he do He's it? You're asking too many questions, Craig. Uh,
0: like, <laughs> sorry, but it the, whole, the whole ten
1: minute sequence before that was because he didn't know what money was and now all of a sudden <laughs> not only does he know what it is, he knows how to use it. It doesn't make a yeah. living. He barely
0: knows how to eat.
1: He didn't know how to eat. Oh, God damn it! So... <laughs> Yeah, I thought the film was. You know
0: what you need, Craig? You need a screen pillow. I do need a screen
1: pillow. Yeah, I thought I... the film was fine. I'm not. I. You know what? Actually, I'll say this. I will now open up the door to more Van Damme movies because I wasn't sold yes. with Bloodsport. <laughs> but kick. I'll I'll watch Kickboxer. Bring it on. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Cool. I'll... Time Cop. I'll... I will watch Time Cop. Go watch I'm Time Cop. Confident hey, for that some that was fucking a spoof movie. That got given a an CGI twirl. and
0: an absolute pucker mullet. Well, pucker. And... Watching that, fuck it. <laughs> mate, pucker
1: mullet better be the fucking title of your autobiography. Um, <laughs> but that was
0: Universal Soldier. We'll be back next week. Uh, same time, same place. Alien Resurrection, uh, as always. We will be doing Alien Resurrection. Naturally. And obviously, if you want to support the podcast, uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam and Craig, Instagram at Adam and Craig GPC facebook at adam craig guilty pleasure cinema and if you really want to support the podcast and chuck us a couple of quid uh you can follow us on patreon there at adam and craig guilty pleasure cinema
1: yeah you know we've got a few perks for one dollar a month two dollar a month you get a dollar you get a dollar we want a dollar yeah it just that sort of money it helps us buy the films that we talk about on Amazon, or rent them actually, and uh, pays for some recording equipment, because I don't know if you can tell the audio difference, Adam and I are now recording remotely, because I've moved house, so that poor sausage just had to buy some microphones, yeah, you traitor. and uh, you know what, it was a cheaper place, oh, and a nicer to place. Oh, I start cutting
0: off people's ears, and wearing necklaces, you absolutely, you traitor, you left... The war's not left. over, Craig. You
1: don't understand. You left.
0: With that, yeah, the best thing that you can do, guys, if you really want to help us out, uh, just obviously tell people that about a podcast. Yeah, if, you, tell if you like what you're friend. hearing, let people know. A share costs you nothing, but means everything to us.
1: Absolutely. Hey, what was the uh, old, like, if you, s- Stranger Danger, like, see something, say something?
0: <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, uh, listen,
1: listen to Adam tell people about Adam. That's the exact same thing. We are watching a movie That we are talking about So sit back and relax And it's time to talk about it Talk about it
0: Maybe get some popcorn Or maybe some snack
1: you are watching a movie that we're gonna be a talking bout It is movie
0: It is movie <laughs> Mate, I tell you what, I've been using a screen pillow for the last couple of days I've been working wonders Just like, when I'm just doing something on a computer Like I'll just grab the pillow and I'll just hold it up to my face and I'll just scream into it as loud as I can. Mate, it's so therapeutic. <laughs> it is movie talk time.